0: You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Unfortunately, Maurice is not here as of yet. He will be joining us shortly. Uh, He got a little tied up today, so he'll be jumping in a little later. But we do have a guest joining us today.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Mike from Count Creepyhead, here to let you know that Maurice is having two pistols surgically grafted to his feet for (laughs) the sequel to Guns Akimbo. Feet's akimbo. Yeah, I like, I like that. That rolls off the tongue. Feet's akimbo. Feet's akimbo. About uh, a male nurse who wakes up one day with uh, a revolver nail gun to his foot. He has to use his big toe to fire it. Yeah, and he can't walk. He has to, like, use a shopping cart and a boat or to kind of move around and kill people. Yeah, I like that. He's got to do the butt scoot. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's uh coming to you on Tubi uh this Oops. February 30th. So brace yourself.
0: Well, this is uh turning out to be the month of May cuz uh you know, we had you on for Deathwish last uh, last episode and we you'll be joining us again for our next episode. So <clears throat> going to be uh August will be known as the month of May. Darn Tutin.
1: <laughs> it's funny cuz I hate August. It's so damn hot, but you know, so Put up,
0: Bumps. <laughs> well, as as uh, Mike alluded to, we are continuing our month of Against All Odds movies with episode 151, Guns Akimbo, from 2019. Uh, it's an hour and 38 minutes, directed by Jason Howden, who we would know mainly from Deathgasm. Uh, the guy mostly does uh, VFX work, and he's done a lot of VX, uh, VFX works, like from everything from like Lord of the Rings to Ghost Rider to the recent Elvis movie. But he also directed Deathgasm, uh, Death and I fucking love that movie. So one of these days we'll get that on here. But uh, as Maurice isn't here to give us uh, his opinion, Mike, what, what, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, I hate to say this, but I didn't like it. Really? It has great moments. Great moments, which I will let you kind of get to as you're breaking down the plot. But it, it seemed like it was trying to emulate a, a few too many like movie styles and mashed them all onto one. And it didn't do any of them correctly. Uh, I I think if it could just kind of narrow down and focus instead of trying to be an action comedy video game (laughs) irreverent. It it had too many genres Mm -hmm. mashed into one and it didn't do any of them correctly because it was moving its focus in too many directions, I think. Um, In particular, I thought the action was really waning and i thought that could have been amped up a lot um and i didn't like the aspect of video games or life with a lot of like the world it was building and the characters because i just don't relate to it Mm -hmm. um i feel like uh scott pilgrim versus the world kind of set the stage for that and on occasion you get movies that are like trying to do their thing where it's like we're going to speak the lingo and this is our audience but it kind of like alienates me when I'm watching it. Um it doesn't like I get that it's a fantasy world but it the characters don't feel real to me. They don't feel like gamers in this world. They're all like these edge stereotypes and it mm-hmm. just bothers the hell out of me. Um and it had that granted it didn't pan out the way Scott Pilgrim does but it had that like Male gamer wish fulfillment of like, oh, there's a girl with like neon colored hair and I got a crush on her and I'm going to get her. <laughs> well, uh, to be shucks, fair, they, they, they,
0: they do tell you right at the beginning this that, you know, this isn't a story about the guy getting the girl like
1: an Xbox achievement. So they, was, they do she's say that. still like. The thing he's fighting for in the movie. Well, yeah. In his own life. And it's just sort of like. This isn't real. This isn't how this works, but. Then again, I watch a movie where, you know, there's an unstoppable hockey goalie who walks out of a (laughs) lake and kills teenagers, and I'm fine with it. So, it's my own cynical opinion. Um, I think it could have worked if they just kind of played some pieces differently.
0: True, true. See, now, whereas I have the exact opposite opinion, like, I I absolutely love this film. Hey, Maurice just joined us. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Maurice. (laughs) (laughs) Can we hear? Oh, there we go. Okay, I can hear you now. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just kind of going over our thoughts, so I'll toss it over to you in a minute. Um, but yeah, see, my, my thoughts on this is I actually love it for the exact reasons that you hate it. I feel, or dislike it, I should say. Um, I like the the weird video game world that this built, where it's like it is a complete fantasy world. This isn't how reality works at all in any way, shape, or form. But it feels like a video game, so much so that the video game tropes are a part of their reality. So it's like, you know, the fact that he's got to get like a power up at one point, you know, it's like he's got to kind of level up throughout the throughout the movie. You mean um, cocaine? Well, no, no, that was that was Nick's power up. It was a hot dog.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's, just, it, it's funny. Like, that's the stuff I
0: thought worked. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. It's part of that crazy world that it built. And I do like the fact that there was the girl to save at the end, even though they told you right at the beginning, this isn't a story about getting the girl like an Xbox achievement. However, how many video games, especially classic video games, is the whole point of it to risk your life to save the girl? And it was like it was playing with those video gamey tropes. And kind of turning them on their ear, which I, I personally really enjoyed. Plus, I just love the look of everything. I like the weird edgelord look of these characters because they're just fucking crazy. Like, it's just like you could tell the bad guys from the good guys because it is so over the top. And, and I, I love that about it. This is going to be uh, one of
1: those movies where you convince me that I don't hate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I. I really, I also, I have a soft spot for Daniel Radcliffe. Anything that guy is in, I tend to like. He picks really interesting films, in my opinion. It was like, he basically is like, I got Harry Potter money. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And he, you know, comes out where he's like, I'm going to play a corpse that can fart its, fart its way through water. And I'm going to play a guy with guns grafted to his hands. I'm going to play a demon. Like, he does really interesting roles, in my opinion. Now he's going to play Birdo
1: Yankovic. More than looking like a boy wizard. That guy plays sickly better than anyone I've ever seen in my life. And, like, I don't mean any offense by saying this, but he looks like he's got AIDS. No. Most of this fucking movie. I was (laughs) going to say, by midway point in this movie, yeah, he looks like he's dying. (laughs) Like, is he going through chemo? Like, what the
2: fuck? Like, Um, liver disease? (laughs) Midway through the movie, he probably is dying because... I don't think they use correct surgery to uh, insert uh, guns. Yeah, no. (laughs) This is true. He's probably got a really bad uh, virus going there. Maurice, real quick, you you sound kind
0: of tinny. Are you using a different connection? I am. Ah, okay.
2: I was wondering because it sounds different. I'm currently in my car driving back to my house. Oh, shit. (laughs) You're going to have to.
0: they're, they're going to have to bear with me until I get home. No worries. I was just curious about the change. <laughs> well, we'll leave it all in. It's 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 live to hard drive in this one.
1: Um, well,
2: all right, one know,
0: more
1: he's th- got guns grafted to his feet, so if you guys turn into to the live feed, uh, you can watch Maurice drive home.
0: <laughs> For Feet's Akimbo.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, we are making fun of you before you came on, Maurice. You're the sequel to Guns Akimbo. Feet's Akimbo. <laughs>
0: That's all right. <laughs> we're... we're <laughs> Surgically grafting uh, guns to your feet so you have, can shoot them with your big toes. <laughs> but Maurice, let's toss it over to you. What are your thoughts on this movie?
2: Um. Well, I've been wanting to watch it for years, and I never got around to it. Mm-hmm. And I have so many great things about it. So I'm glad it got voted in and forced me to watch it because I love it. Nice. It's just over the top. I mean... Uh, I think Richter's a little way over the top, but... Oh, yeah. Uh, I, it, it was what everyone said it was. You know, sit down, and eat popcorn, and enjoy the movie. Yep. What, what did think, you think of the soundtrack? Oh, the soundtrack was great. I, uh, I actually wanted to try and download it and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite... Character is definitely Rise Darby.
0: Oh God, I oh, love yeah. him in everything. He's so good. Absolutely.
2: Uh, he, he to me, he stole the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he he does in whatever movie he's in. He always
2: steals it. <laughs> but uh, now, uh, so I I didn't hear in the beginning. Uh, Michael, you're not a fan.
1: No it came close but it, it didn't stick the landing for me
2: uh now you know, usually i will enjoy the hell out of an over the top movie and i did with this one as well
0: yeah i i think uh this is exactly like i said it's exactly what i wanted from it when i saw the trailer like once i saw okay we're we're watching a movie where a guy has guns surgically grafted to his hands this needs to be absolutely ridiculous. Like this needs to fit in the world with like Turbo Kid, where it's just like throw any logic out the door and just accept the crazy world it takes place in. And I and I love it for it. But yep. um, we'll we'll go through the cast here. We have uh, Miles played by Daniel Radcliffe, as we mentioned earlier, the Harry Potter films, Horn, Swiss Army Man. Uh, he was he's in the upcoming Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which I cannot wait to see. Uh, Then we have Nyx, played by Samara Weaving. Uh, She was in Mayhem, which was another movie on the list this month, but didn't make the cut. Uh, The Babysitter 1 and 2, Ready or Not. She was in Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Uh, Then we have Richter, played by Ned uh, Dennehy. I can never say that name. Reign of Fire, The Tudors, Mandy, Rogue One, and Peaky Blinders. Nova, played by Natasha Lee Bordizzo. I I hope I said that right. She was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Sword of Destiny, The Greatest Showman, and Day Shift. Uh, DeGraves, played by Grant Bowler. He was in Lost, Ugly Betty, and True Blood. Stanton, played by Edwin Wright. He was in King Kong, Underworld, Rise of the Lycans, The Meg, and he played uh, Skeletron and Turbo Kid. And then we have Hadley, played by Milo uh, Cawthorn. He was in Deathgasm, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, Pork Pie, and Mega Time Squad. And of course, we have Rise Darby playing Glenjamin. <laughs> Which I love that name, Glenjamin. <laughs> is that his name? This? I thought it was just a bum. Yeah, he's. They never say it in the movie, but in the credits, he's credited as Glenjamin, which is yeah. great. But Flight of the Concords, What We Do in the Shadows, Who's in the X Files, A Series of Unfortunate Events, uh, Our Flag Means Death. Which, if you guys have not watched, fucking watch it. The show is amazing. He does a lot of voice acting. Like every time I hear his voice, I immediately hear Duncan from Bob's Burgers. So it's like, he's just, he's a great, he's hes that very iconic voice. Um, and as as Maurice said, he really steals the show once he's on screen in this movie. But uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the, the basic plot is an average schlub is forced to fight for his life on an internet deathmatch game. So he's kind of thrust into this against his will and forced to kill or be killed,
2: as it were. I, I kind of see this movie as... <laughs> Scott Pilgrim meets Turbo Kid.
0: I can kind of see that, actually, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: it also has, uh, like, a, a little hint of the running man in it.
1: Yeah. That's what I was expecting going into it. And then when the action scenes are just like, random guy I shoot you and I move on, that's where I was a little disappointed. I thought there was going to be some, like, actual legitimate action scenes. There are. mm mm-hmm. But, you know, instead, I'm hunting him. Yeah. And it just it got a little redundant. If it was more like, how do I take a leak with guns for hands? (laughs) I I would have enjoyed it more. Those are the parts I like. It's the action parts. See, that
0: is something I've said about this movie a couple of times when talking to friends about it, is that it's it's one of two movies I can think of where as the audience, when you're going, oh, how is he going to do blank? Or, hey, he should do this. They actually answer it in the movie. Um, the other one that I can think of is Frozen by Adam Green, where as soon as they're, like, stuck on the ski lift, I know me and my friend Sam were watching it, and and it was just like, <laughs> we're going, well, they should throw the the pole down and get the guy's attention. And then you see, like, they try that, and it doesn't work. They were like, they should climb the 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 cable to the next cart. That doesn't work. Like they show you everything you suggest they show you. And in this movie, it's like right off the bat, how's he going to take a leak with guns for, Oh, they show you. (laughs) How's he going to try to put his clothes on? Oh, they show you. How's he going to open door? Oh, they show you. Like, I love that. I love the fact that they took the time to be like, we know people are going to ask these questions. So throw these couple of second scenes in there. It it, it works so well. And I don't know about you guys. I don't want to ask a hobo to help me put pants on. <laughs> well, remember, he was also going to ask him to help him wipe his ass. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, we open with this digitized head talking to us. It reminded me of the, the crazy uh, robo head from the old game Sinistar, if you guys remember that arcade game. Um, but it says no. uh, oh, it's, that game freaked me out so bad. It's just, this weird digitized robot head that would go Sinistar, and then it would go run, run. It was like, uh, I don't like it. You know, five-year-old Mike seeing that in the arcade scared me. But anyway, uh, so the the talking head tells us, You sit on your computers liking pictures of smiling babies, sharing inspirational quotes, but what you really want to see is death. You click on horrific news headlines, violence, destruction, terrorism, war, because it makes your shitty lives seem that little less shitty. You want to go viral? Schism is the virus. And now we get a scene showing us what schism is. We open up with a battle happening between Nyx and this character named Vadim, and it's basically the car match. So they're chasing each other in cars, shooting at each other, while we see drones following the action and live streaming it. So all these people are watching this happen. Nick shoots the fuck out of Vadim and his entire crew, killing them while millions of people tune into the live stream and cheer. We then get some opening narration from Miles while he walks to work, face glued to his phone. He tells us about when he was a kid, he wanted to be somebody. He wanted to be a hero, but instead he grew up to be a nobody. He mentions how he used to work in video games and goes on to talk about uh, it was a shitty app game designed to steal money from parents' credit cards. And then we see what the game is called, and it's called Nutbust 2, which cracked me up. Um, (laughs) He then goes on to say, but uh, behind his computer, he can still be a hero trolling the trolls. Uh, And we're treated to a montage of him complaining and turning people in on social media. So he's being one of those guys.
1: And the first look at his apartment.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we'll we'll, we'll get there in a minute. This this is actually when he's at work because he's he's doom scrolling and his buddy Hadley tries to get his attention by shooting him with a Nerf gun, which results in Miles accidentally liking a photo of his ex-girlfriend on Instagram. But more on that later.
1: What's Uh, doom scrolling?
0: Doom scrolling is when you're pissed off and you just keep scrolling on social media and Twitter and all that. Like, you really should sign out, but you can't help yourself. You have to see what the next person had to say. It's also when you're uh, reading the YouTube comments. It's like, you know this is bad, <laughs> but you're going to do it anyway.
1: Does that also apply to boobs on the internet?
0: Uh, no, that's more fap scrolling.
1: Oh, okay. I'll <laughs> tell my friend about that. He was, he was curious what that's called. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, But we then meet his dick of a boss
0: Xander who punks him into thinking he's Fired and then threatens to actually fire Him now we cut We cut to miles that night at home deciding To troll the people on the schism boards So this is where we see his apartment And he's got like the Usagi Ojimbo statue in the background And like friggin Arnie posters everywhere
1: (laughs) So I'll get back to this At a a later point in the movie This is got to be either the art director for this movie needs a high five because his (laughs) collection of shit is amazing or there's a nerd who worked on the movie who let them use his stuff because he's got like a commando poster and his action figure collection is off the fucking rails. Yep. He's got that awesome designer stuff. Well, he also has that big NECA
0: Arnie uh, 18 inch figure that they made. the The one from Terminator 2. Um and then there was, uh, there, uh, what the hell was it? I forget the name of that robot, but it was like one of the first interactive robot toys that, that everybody came out. had
1: and loved. He's got yeah. like um a bigger designer vinyl for like trash bag bunch. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of like Dunny type awesome. Like he knows his shit. It's a cohesive collection, not like most movies where it's like, all right, go to Target, buy what's on the shelf. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they clearly like. He, it's believable. I'm gonna guess that there was somebody on the team
0: that was a collector. yeah, you know, because uh, yeah, that was a that was a really great setup. But I also hope that it was someone who w- willingly parted with it because we see some of those posters get fucked up. And I'm the like, post all right, we'll get to it. I was like, was that VFX or was that actual practical effects? I don't know
1: there's a part later <laughs> i'm gonna comment on
0: but um so yeah we see him uh, kind of trolling the people on the schism boards and we get a montage of miles getting drunk and just fucking with people all over those boards until someone fires back at him big man behind a keyboard miles continues to fuck with him and they call him an amateur and then show him his ip address that they know where he is he spazzes out and jumps back from his computer Suddenly, he gets a text and cautiously checks it, thinking it's, you know, the schism asshole. And it's his ex, Nova. She teases him about creeping on her Instagram account. He tries to play it off that he, you know, he butt liked her photo. And she's like, okay, yeah. And then the two of them end up making plans to meet the next day at the park. So now everything's looking. As- or is Yo, it yeah. like
1: Instamax or something?
0: Oh, it's probably a fake thing. But yeah, it <clears throat> it was the Instagram format. So like the double click to like and all that. But uh, so Miles is feeling pretty good and lays down to get some sleep. Cut to Miles and Nova in the park having a nice little chat about Nova's comic book. So we find out she's a comic book artist and that she needs to make the right superhero. And this is where Miles suggests Man-Man, a man who was bitten by a radioactive man and becomes like more madly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love that. And then uh, The whole thing culminates with a kiss and then Miles wakes up because, of course, it's a dream there's a sudden knock at the door. He checks the peephole and sees some crazy looking motherfucker straight out of Mad Max on the other side of the door. <laughs> They're the folks from schism come to pay him a visit. They break in, mock him, tranquilize him, uh, knocking him out and take him off. They say his busy hands need to be taught a lesson. And there's, there's a comment. I love it. Cause he goes, no, no, no. I like my hands. Don't, don't break my hands. And he goes, don't worry, miles. We're not going to break your hands. And then, um, Oh, I forget his name. The one henchman it was like Dwayne or something like that. He goes, Dane. what was it, Maurice? Dane. Dane. Thank you. He goes, it was, yeah, Dane and Effie. Um, <laughs> Dane goes, then why'd you tell me to bring the hand smashing hammer? And he pulls out a hammer. I love that part. So they knock him out. Miles wakes up while they're performing surgery on his hands. He screams and Dane knocks him out again. The next morning, he wakes up back in his apartment with two very large handguns bolted into his hands. Each gun guns has... <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he has a digital readout on each showing his ammo. So he has 50 rounds in each gun, which, uh, you know, so 100 shots total. And then we get the inevitable freakout scene where he desperately tries to use his phone but can't because, you know, gun hands. He fucks Is up. That, act- like, I'm not a gun guy. Can you get 50 bullets in a gun? well if you noticed uh there was the extended clip down like it goes down and under oh. his, so he has okay. the the extensions and and Nick's actually has something like that too she has a barrel extension um like our bar- a barrel clip i should say on uh one of her guns so she's just fucking burning through ammo because she's got tons of it so yeah there's some really weird uh uh clips that you can put on different guns so i mean obviously this is also video gamey so like I don't believe there's any kind of handgun attachment that goes down and then back and can load bullets. Um, usually it just goes straight down or into, like, uh, the barrel formation. But, uh, yeah, I've never seen one like that. But that's what I'm assuming those were because the clip comes down and then goes over his arm.
1: Well, I mean, uh, there's a commando poster on the wall. They're kind of setting the, the, set, set the tone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he fucks up and accidentally shoots one of the guns, causing
0: him to freak out and puke. Uh, he then tries to, to use his inhaler with the gun hands, which is hilarious because he almost blows his brains out. And again, we're we're setting that stage to see how Miles can get through life with these guns attached to his hands. He then gets a message from Schism telling him his opponent is Nyx. You have 24 hours to kill her. If you fail, you die. Try to leave the city, you die. If you succeed, we let you live. And then he goes, what the fuck is a NYX? And we get a montage of Nyx doing some coke and killing an entire warehouse full of fools, including her opponent Gask. While while Schism fans watch excitedly.
1: This is like one of my complaints for like their gamer tag names. Yeah. And I was like, I I get it. You're convincing me that this is the world building. Yeah. I'm like watching it like this is supposed to be a real thing and yeah c- carry on
0: well it's kind of like in jason x when everyone is named weird names and you find out that uh all the characters are named after tard Tar yeah todd farmers uh gamer friends from everquest so it was his
1: guild in everquest that's that's how he named all the characters do you ever meet somebody in real life and it's like hey i'm mike what's your name i'm shadow fox <laughs> right <He's> elder blade <laughs> and it's like no 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 what's your real name doom skull it's like <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I mean, you you have been to Comic
3: Cons, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's just like
1: nice to meet you, Jamie. <laughs> Hi, Skyler. You know,
3: my superhero name will be Doom Cuff. <laughs> Doom, Cuff? Doom Cuff. It's I means "dumb" in German. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Oh man. So yeah, she it, she just fucking wrecks this entire warehouse. She then steals a shitload of gear, including a rocket launcher, which will come back later, um, and escapes as the cops come up, or as the cops show up. Cut to Richter, the head of Schism, watching the news report about Nix um, and her most recent mass- massacre. We get a little bit of a backstory here. We find out that she was found criminally insane at 13 and recently escaped a maximum security facility and has gone on to become the most successful Schism contestant. Nick's contacts her, or I'm sorry, Rick Richter, or Nick's contacts Richter. Uh, she wants out of the game. He tells her one more fight, and then they'll talk.
1: He then sends her the info on his on her next target, which is Miles. The next day, so we is the implication that she's just been killing people nonstop for some sort of long, indeterminate amount of time. Well, they say she was recently escaped, so I think it's probably like she's probably been playing for like a couple months, maybe. Okay, I wasn't sure if this is like months and months, years and years weeks and weeks yeah i mean i don't think it was a a,
0: like an extremely long amount of time just because like the cops are telling her you know and and she escaped they, they say that uh she'd recently escaped a maximum security facility so my assumption on it would be like at least a couple weeks to a couple months you know but she's uh clearly been killing a lot of fools in that time But I I love this this scene, because the next day we see Nix in a ridiculous cop disguise, complete with the massive caterpillar mustache. (laughs) And she just, like, walks into the police station, uses a computer to look up Miles, finds out that he has zero priors and is basically just an average schlub, not a fighter. She then installs a remote tracker on his phone. Cut to Miles at home, attempting to use the bathroom and not shoot his dick off. (laughs) I love it because, like, his phone rings and he kind of loses track and his dick starts flailing around, pissing everywhere. And he's like, It, it doesn't matter, just don't shoot your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I was cracking up. So then we see him attempting to get dressed, which he fails at and ends up wearing a house coat over his boxers and t shirt with some big fuzzy slippers. He then goes, That,
1: that was my favorite aesthetic choice in the movie. The fuzzy slippers or the completely useless fuzzy slippers. <laughs> yep.
0: He then goes over to the, the door and tries to uh, unlock uh, open it. You know, so we see him fighting with the knob and he finally uh, gets the door open, goes to leave. And we see Nick's coming up the hall with a big fucking gun and a rolled up dollar bill still stuck in her nose from doing some Coke. <laughs> she starts shooting at him. And he, as he, you know, runs and hides, He then pleads for his life. She mocks him, telling him to calm down. She'll make it quick. She goes, calm down, take a shit. She goes, nothing worse than shooting a shit-filled corpse. It's like a turd pinata, which that (laughs) cracked me up. Um, She then goes, you know, once you're calmed down, I'll just shoot you in the brainstem, make it easy. So he knows he's going to die. He looks around trying to figure out how he can get out of this. He sees his television is on, but it's muted, and it's some random Jean-Claude Van Damme movie playing. So he quickly unmutes it, causing the sound of gunfire to fill the room. Nick's turns to shoot the TV while Miles runs and jumps out the window, falls down the fire escape, and onto the pavement below. I love how they make it look like he's going to fall into the dumpster, and then he just completely misses it and slaps onto the pavement.
1: <laughs> I loved that previous scene because they go through great pains to protect his action figure shelf. <laughs>
2: yes, they do.
1: <laughs> so, like. You could tell whoever was like, who donated those was like, you're not squibbing my, my fucking figures. Well, and Miles even says, he's like, just shoot around the rare stuff. I love Cause I would have said the same thing.
3: I would have been like, not my babies. Right. <laughs>
0: oh man. So, you
3: know,
0: he's, he's running down the, the alleyway, trying to escape. Nick's heads outside, sees miles running away then sees one of the drones watching them streaming all the action. Miles heads into the city, attempts to get help from the cops, but, you know, he's got guns on his hands. So, of course, they start yelling at him to drop the weapons, which he can't, and they think he's a crackhead. So, of course, you know, they just start shooting at him. (laughs) I love the internal monologue, though, here from Miles, because he goes, Mom always said to wear clean underwear in case you get into an accident. I'm going to add her to the list of people I've let down.
1: <laughs>
0: but so he runs for it, chased by the cops. One of them tases him, which results in Miles accidentally shooting one of the guns and hitting the cop in the shoulder. He apologizes profusely and then takes off as Nick
1: tracks him. This is this would have been me. I thought that was a very realistic moment in the movie where he's like, Oh my god, I'm sorry. This <laughs> just cover covered up, do this. I don't want to hurt you.
0: He's like, I didn't mean to shoot you, I'm sorry. And then he's just, he's like, uh, uh, bye, and runs away. And so he heads for the park, attempting to meet Nova. He then sees her getting ready to leave, and he runs and jumps in her car, freaking her out. He then notices Nick's walking toward them with a rocket launcher that she stole earlier. <laughs> he's yelling at Nova to move. He's like, come on, go, go, go. She's like, I'm not going anywhere until you calm down. He's like, okay, I'm calm. Please move, please go. <laughs> she finally backs out and starts driving As Nyx tries to line up a shot, can't get him, she turns and sees a drone, and she blows up the drone instead. Because, you know, you have a rocket launcher, you gotta use it. (laughs) Back in the car, Miles and Nova talk about his crazy appearance. He makes up some story about how there was a fire at his building, and he got locked out. (laughs) So, a few things happen here. Luckily, Nova has one of Miles' spare inhalers, so, you know, she's able to, to give him the inhaler. Um, He tries to say that his hands are <laughs> cramped up from from coding all night. And she's like, oh, yeah, coding. <laughs> Implying he was tugging it out. <laughs> 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 but, uh Nova tells him that meeting him was a mistake and that he just needs to move on. But then she goes, meet somebody new. And he goes, well, I did kind of meet somebody new. And now she's trying to kill me, meaning Nick's, And then I love how Nova's immediately jealous. She's like, oh, well, d- do I know her? <laughs> Like, wait a second, you just told him move on. So he attempts to tell her about his trouble with Schism and she thinks he signed up willingly. He tries to tell her about, you know, the dilemma he's in. He's like, okay, look, I got to show you something. Just please don't freak out. You got to promise you won't freak out. And she's like, okay, fine, whatever. He pulls his hands out, you know, obviously with the guns. She freaks and pepper sprays him and then runs away. (laughs) So... Now Miles can't see where the fuck he's going. His eyes are all red. He stumbles out of the car and hides in a Goodwill clothes bin. <laughs> Back at Schism, Richter and the director get into a bit, bit of a disagreement over the live feed because Richter wants to keep a drone on Miles, you know, and the the director is like, "Well, this is hardly must-see TV. It's just an empty clothes or it's just a clothes bin." But Richter insists, the director insults him. So Richter decides to choke him out.
1: Have you guys ever seen a drone in the wild? I have. Like just walking around somebody's, you know, there's a drone filming things or is like a specific reason. Uh, There was
0: actually one flying around the park near my house, like like across the street from my house. I didn't see where the person was. I don't know if they were sitting like over by the playground where I can't see them. But yeah, there was there was a drone buzzing around the baseball field park.
1: (laughs) Never. I get to see one.
0: Yeah. It's I don't see them like I don't see them often. It's not like that was literally the only time I've ever seen it out in the wild. Um, I've seen them at like conventions and stuff like that, like flying around the parking lot. Um but yeah, that was the the only time, like just in random everyday life. But uh, one of the things I love that the the director says before Richter chokes him out is he goes, he's talking to me. He's like, let me do my thing. You know, I'm an artist, this and the other. He goes, you guys just stand around looking like end level bosses from Streets of Rage. (laughs) Richter starts choking him and goes, you couldn't direct my cock into a top hat. I'm like, what?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What does that
2: even mean?
3: (laughs) I don't think Richter knew what that meant. I I think the director
0: was just like, okay, uh, whatever, and then he gets, you know, killed. But Richter watches the camera smiling and stating that either he'll run and die, he'll fight and die, or he'll puss out and die. Any way you cut it, Miles is fucked. So that's pretty much the end of act one. What are you
1: guys thinking so far? I'm digging it. Uh, cold meatloaf sandwich. Cold meatloaf sandwich. OK. No, it's uh, again, not, I kind of wanted focus mm-hmm. and it's. It's still a little all over the place, but it's the whole movie. Uh, you're convincing me that I'm wrong. <laughs>
3: it, but it's not meant to be serious. Like, it's, it's over the top. And, I, you know, they, they tell you from the start, it's, it's going to be over the top. Yeah. Y- you just got to go with the ride.
1: You know, I think my, my gripe with this movie is I wanted, like, a bloodthirsty action film. I wanted, like, The Raid with Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> oh, that actually would know I mean? be kind of badass. Because I wanted to see if Daniel Radcliffe could pull it off. But yeah. he's Daniel Radcliffe. He's not supposed to do that. So I get it.
0: See, and, and once again, like like I said at the top, I I love the video game world this takes place, and like that's that was kind of my takeaway at this point in the film was just like I love the world it's set up. Um I also love how all the villains look like dreadnoughts on crack. <laughs> like every single bad guy looks like they could be a dreadnought. It's like I love it. But uh, so act two starts up with Miles climbing out of the clothes bin uh, with some clothes and attempts to get dressed. He enlists the help of a homeless man named Glenjamin to help him put his pants and shoes on. <laughs> because he goes, this is going to sound a little weird, but uh, can, can can you help me get dressed or can you help me put my pants on? And he shows him the gun
3: hands and he goes, you're right. That does sound fucking weird. <laughs> well, before that, he's, he's going to try to kill himself. And he's like, you're, you're doing it wrong. Oh yeah, because yeah, by aim gets
1: for it. the the brainstem.
3: He goes, He's "You like, know you a lot about this. You're just gonna blow your face, and you're gonna be even more depressed because of your <laughs> fucked up
2: face."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Glenjamin is such a great character, <laughs> but so he agrees to help him put his pants and shoes on. Now we cut to the police station where we see Nova talking to the cops. They show her the schism feed, and and she sees what Miles is up against. It's pretty clear that the cops don't think Miles will make it. They tell Nova to go home and contact them if he tries to get a hold of her. After she leaves, Detective DeGraves tells uh, Detective Stanton to, to have her phone hacked and have her followed 24-7, citing that Nix is trying to get to Miles, so they have
3: to get to him first. And, we see, and, and you see that candy uh, symbol Yeah, comes De- in later.
0: Oh yeah, or yeah, uh, Stan- yeah. Stanton is playing with the the blue can like blue M and M's, uh, and he he made the weird little face was was it like two X's and a uh, sad face or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, she she notices that, which yeah, that will come into play later. Um, but we also see here that DeGraves is obsessed with this case. Like we see a kind of a pin board with all this information about Nix on it. So we see that there's clearly uh, a personal reason for this case, but we'll we'll get to that later. Back in the alley, Miles and Glenjamin have a very humorous exchange where Miles eats an old hot dog. <laughs> he's like cuz he asks him he goes, "Do you have anything to eat?" and he goes, "Well, let's check the pantry." And he pulls out a half-eaten hot dog just slathered in mustard. And he goes, "Uh, do you have anything vegetarian or anything vegan or something like that?" And he's like I, I can't remember what Glenderman says, but he basically goes on this diatribe about most people just eat what they can get. He goes, you know, it's, it's fine that you don't want to, cause Miles tells me he doesn't want to contribute to the suffering of the world. It's like, it's fine. You don't want to contribute, but you better be ready when the
1: shit goes down. He goes, do you like citrus Hill? <laughs> <laughs> He's he like, actually, he has a very like poignant message to him. Like you may not be ready for violence, but when violence is ready for you or something, it's like, yep. He kind of sets the film up, where it's like, you better start eating meat. Also, I thought, I've eaten many 7-Eleven hot dogs in my day. (laughs) Probably no different than, like, dumpster hot dog.
0: Oh, yeah. It probably was a 7-Eleven hot dog. That's probably why it was still good after eight months.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, you know what? When you're hungry, you're in a 7-Eleven, you get a Slurpee, you get those, like, taquitos. Mm, Oh, yeah. It's
0: good. Oh, yeah. You'll regret it later, but at the time, it's good. (laughs) But... I love it because he has, he has Gledgerman. He's like, okay, fine, whatever. Can you just put it in my mouth? And he goes, you, you want me to fucking feed you? He goes, I just dressed you. <laughs> and he goes, Well, you want me to wipe your ass next? And he goes, that would actually come in handy. He goes, stop it. <laughs> now that you mention it. Yeah, that would come in handy. <laughs> but so he makes, you know, Gledgerman makes him do it himself. and He's like struggling to pick up the hot dog with the guns dropping it he's like oh still the five second rule (laughs) and you see like (laughs) a discarded condom and other shit that it's rolling around on Mm. i was like oh that's horrible and then he finally puts it in his mouth and just like slathers mustard all it's like it's so gross but (laughs) he goes he's like what do they or what kind of meat do they make that out of he's like i forget what he says like not sure he goes but it's been in there about eight months glad to get rid of it (laughs) <laughs> and then so he asked him, he goes, I suppose you don't know anything about GPS tracking, do you? And he's and he goes, Oh, that's a stupid question. He goes, What, just because I'm homeless? And he goes on about how for all you know, I could have, you know, gone bankrupt after my startup company went belly up. He goes, That's kind of narrow-minded or something like that. He goes,
1: Oh, well, dude, he goes, Nah, I'm homeless because I smoke a lot of crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I love in all these scenes, he's got the lazy eye going on too, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's when I was looking straight ahead, and the other one I was like looking dead to the right. <laughs> it's so yep. funny.
0: Oh, he's such a great character. So Miles heads off to his work to try to get help, uh, help from his friend Hadley um, to get the tracker off of his phone. Hadley gives him the option to be able to turn the tracker on and off whenever he wants, which Miles realizes that could come in handy. So he tells him to do that. Suddenly, Xander the dick shows up and yells at Miles. Miles eventually has enough of his bullshit and pulls his guns on him, telling him to fuck off. And <laughs> I love it, because Xander immediately is like, oh, don't kill me, don't kill me, I'm so sorry. He just starts, like, pissing his pants.
1: And Almost then... kind of pulled from Wanted. The uh, Not based on the comics at all, but with oh, um, Professor saw... X and Angelina Jolie. I James only ever McAvoy. saw that once, yeah.
0: I don't remember much of it at all. I remember rolling my eyes very hard
1: because <laughs> you know they could bend bullets. Yeah, but they do the whole like I'm fed up with the bullshit at the office. I'm gonna shoot people. Oh, that's right. God, it's been,
0: I I literally haven't seen that since that movie came out. <laughs> but um, I love it because Xander's head just explodes, covering miles in brain and blood he falls over and we see Nick standing there with a smoking gun. She begins shooting up the office as Miles and the others hide. Miles gets his phone from Hadley and tells him to cover him. <laughs> and Hadley's like, "With what?" And then we see Miles run for it and Nick gets shot in the face with a Nerf dart. <laughs> and she turns to look at him and he's like, "Mistakes were made." <laughs> and then she just starts shooting and he ducks under the desk. We see miles get to the parking garage. He steals a car and escapes as Nick shoots at him. She gets a motorcycle and gives chase. So now we get the car chase battle. Um, this is, this is pretty cool. This back and forth. Cause like she's riding up behind him, shooting at him. He's ramming her with the car. And and I, he actually seems like he's finally getting into it. He's like, ha ha. Take that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but it all culminates with her, like jumping the motorcycle on top of the car breaking the windshield with the back tire and just like driving the tire toward his face as he drives out of control. Very cool sequence.
3: Is that, that was like on his shoulder. And yeah, I mean, real life, he would, he would have had a broken shoulder, like, Oh, at least separated.
0: He he would have been, like, fucked over so many times in this movie by this point. The fall from the fire escape to the pavement, he would not have been getting up that easy. Getting yeah. tased and then immediately jumping back up. he I mean, he and he did get shot once in the arm in the apartment. So, like, Miles gets repeatedly
1: fucked up throughout this film. And like Maurice said, he's got probably blood poisoning from right. having, like, Home Depot... <laughs> bolts and guns to his hands.
3: Rusty bolts. <laughs> yeah, the old but, rusty bolts. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like one of the bands that were doing this soundtrack. The rusty that's, bolts.
0: That, that's that's the next opponent, Rusty Bolt.
2: <laughs>
0: but I I love this part because during this entire scene, we see Hadley on the toilet watching the Schism feed and cheering, <laughs> and then someone breaks in and kidnaps him. But more on that later. So uh, the the chase scene culminates with Miles crashing into a car, sending both him and Nick's flying. So Nix goes flying one way, Miles flies out of the windshield of his car and into the next car because <laughs> he like rolls out the back seat of the car he crashed into. And he's fine, right? He's totally fine. And and I love it because Nick's just sits up like the fucking Terminator, and Miles gets up and runs. So th- there's this is a whole great sequence, too, because she he runs into an abandoned building while Nix is chasing him. And she's just, like, taunting him, like, would you stop fucking running, you little pussy? <laughs> and he's just shooting at him. And he's like, leave me alone. Stop trying to kill me. And she tells him, like, she gives him advice on how to shoot. Because she's like, look, I feel bad for you. Leave your elbow slightly bent. And she's like, and those little sights or those little uh, markings on the top, those are sights. They're not just there for decoration. And he goes to line up a shot and he ends up bashing himself in the face from the recoil.
3: He was like, stop trying to help me.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so fucking funny. So the two of them chase the chase throughout the building, shooting at each other. Uh, Eventually uh, miles, you know, miles and her are talking and uh, she comments that she has to kill him because every cop in the country is looking for her and schism promised to wipe her slate clean. Um, Miles tells her, he's like, so you're a minion, or you're Schism's minion. And she's like, what, like those little yellow butt plugs from the movies?
3: (laughs) I will never think of the minions the same again. No, right?
0: Little yellow butt plugs. And then he goes, no, like they're lackey. And she's like, I'm nobody's lackey. And then she goes back to trying to kill him. Uh, The fight continues up into like one of the upper rooms. And Miles ends up shooting, I guess it was a gas line. Because there's a huge fireball and Nick's just, she freezes. She goes like fetal. So we find out that she's terrified by fire. This allows Miles to, to escape. He almost shoots her, but then he thinks better of it and runs off. So he tries to call Nova to tell her goodbye, saying that he's leaving the city. They uh, they have this little touching heart-to-heart moment you know, where she's apologizing, you know, for not listening to him and this, that, and the other. You know, he thanks her for making him a better person. She tells him that, you know, you were always that guy. You just never believed in yourself. And then suddenly Richter and his goons kidnap Nova and mock uh, Miles over FaceTime, telling him to get back in the fight or they're going to kill his girlfriend. He said that they're going to have uh, Dane cut pieces off of her and, and uh, or cut pieces off of her and send them to him. And then I love it because Dane's like, you on Instagram, follow me. I'll give you live updates. <laughs> <laughs> so Miles heads to the junk or heads to a junkyard, activates the tracker on his phone and calls 911. He tells the operator who he is and to tell the police that he knows where Nick's is going to be in about 10 minutes. He then dumps the phone into a random car and goes to leave. But as he's leaving, he walks up on a drug deal, which causes both parties to freak out, thinking that the other one is setting the other one up. So to prove that no one's screwing anyone here, they decide they're going to kill Miles together. But I love there's this moment where <laughs> the one guy who's got like, he's got the fake grill in and he's like, you trying to fuck me. And he's like, what? You're trying to fuck me. And he goes, what's in your mouth? And then he takes them out. And he goes, you trying to fuck me. I was like, that cracked me up. And then Miles is trying to, to warn everybody, like, get the fuck out of here. It's about to get really bad pretty soon. And they're like, fuck you. How about we shoot him in the face on the count of three? So everyone's counting down. And then we hear Nick's counting. She's like, 10, 5, 11, 7. And we pan up and see her standing on a stack of broken cars with a fucking minigun. <laughs> and then, they're like, uh, for the one guy, he's like wearing a bunch of leather, and he's got like a pompadour and like greased hair. He points at Nick and goes, "Who's the f- who the fuck is this bitch?" And she goes, "Hey, thrift store le- leather daddy, suck my clint And just <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Oh my god, I was laughing so hard because it's it's just she's just mowing people down. Miles gets away. Uh, the cops show up, and the leather daddy chases Miles. Miles ends up shooting him in the throat accidentally, and the guy just staggers over and bleeds all over him for no reason. <laughs> oh, there's a reason. Well, it's just it was one of those moments where, like, we got to show lots of blood. <laughs> so, he was like, just blood pouring on him. But I, I love what Miles says here. He goes, it's like, no respawns, no one-ups, no extra lives. I just fucking killed this guy. It's like, he sounds terrified. But the cops end up getting Miles and take him into custody. we find out a few things here. Uh, They're not going to get Miles help like he'd hoped. Instead, they plan on using him as bait to lure out Nix. We find out that Detective DeGraves busted up one of Richter's gangs 16 years ago. Richter gets out on bail and goes after his family. We see a flashback of a car bomb going off, killing his wife and son and trapping his daughter in the burning wreck, while Richter videotapes it and laughs. DeGraves tells Miles that he was able to get his daughter out of the car, but she was too far gone after that. His daughter is none other than Nix, which is why he's been taking this hunt so personal. Back at the Schism headquarters, Nova tries to scare Richter by telling him the cops are tracking her and probably have the place surrounded. Richter feigns being scared and then tells her, who the fuck do you think owns the cops? So dun, basically, dun, dun. right, it's like, who, who didn't see that coming? But Richter orders the drone feeds to be cut so they can keep their cover. We then see Miles, DeGraves, and Stanton pulling into a parking lot. Stanton shoots DeGraves in the face, killing him, and then drags Miles and, and uh, DeGraves' body out of the car and plays a video for Miles of Richter. The video basically tells him he has 30 minutes to kill Nix or they're going to chop Nova apart. Stanton uh, Stanton takes DeGraves' gun, like his hand cannon, out and uh, laughs at Miles telling him that he better get killing and he takes off. So the hand cannon is going to come back a little later. Uh, Miles heads to a gaming cafe to get someone to help him track Nova's phone. The woman helping him recognizes him and gushes about how he's super famous that over 7 million people are watching his schism match. I love it because she's like, can I get a selfie? He's like, yeah, sure. And then just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> but Miles still trolling. Exactly. He's still trolling the trolls. <laughs> but Miles takes off to the location of Nova's phone. And we see a lone van parked there. The door is open. We see Richter and his goons with a prisoner with a bag on their head. Richter shoots the prisoner in the head, dropping them out of the car. And he tells Miles to fight or he's next. Miles takes the bag off the off their head, thinking it's Nova, and instead finds his friend Hadley. Um, this is where it's like he's basically talking about the list of people he's let down just keeps getting longer. So he takes out his phone, activates the tractor, or tracker, while his internal monologue says he has a plan how to end this once and for all. So that's the end of Act 2. What are you guys thinking at this point?
3: I'm still digging like it. it. Yeah.
1: It, it's getting better and it's starting to focus more on the action is what i wanted it's i oh good
3: it's still just over the top and i mean it was just great
0: i fucking love the middle of this movie like the junkyard scene is fantastic i love the back and forth between the gang members and miles and then when nick just shows up and starts fucking wrecking everything i love the the chase between nicks and miles like the the car chase the you know the chase at the office it's so Glenderman. much fun. What's that, Glenjamin. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's <laughs> the best character in the movie. Yeah, this this middle part, like it's just, I I was hooked. And, and this is the thing. I've now watched this movie like seven times because <laughs> I watched it a few times like after it came out, and then for this uh, recording, I watched it three times. So I I really enjoy this film.
1: Giving uh, Nicks more to do is is definitely in the film's best interest, in my opinion.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and, and like, what's coming up next? Like, I, I've, I feel like it just keeps getting better as the film progresses. Because um, in Act 3, we, we cut to Miles standing in some hobo alley with plenty of flaming garbage cans. Nick shows up and taunts him while the Schism drone watches from above. Miles asks her for help. He tells her that Schism is going to kill them both, and if they team up, they might stand a chance. Nick tells him no and shoots the fuck out of him we see the crowd goes nuts watching miles lay there dead back at schism hq richter tells his men to get a cleanup crew on miles's body and send a crew after Nicks as well to kill her the goons pick go to pick up miles they bag him up throw him in a van and head back to hq uh they go to get him out of the van and there's this hilarious back and forth between the two goons where he's like so what you got planned for tonight he's like I'm finally gonna catch up on the walking dead. He goes, Oh, that show's too violent. He's like, You kill people for a living. He's yeah. like, So? Do you think a chef goes home and cooks or watches Master Chef or something like that? Yeah. I was I was cracking up at that. But they go to pick up the body and then Miles just pops up and shoots both of them in the face. Um so this is where he he gets out of the body bag, which I was questioning how the fuck did he unzip that with the gun hands, but whatever. Movie's got a movie. Yep. He then runs to the, the gate of the parking garage that they're in and opens it up and Nick's drives in. This is where we find out that they, uh, they had the whole thing planned. We flashback to miles telling Nix who killed her whole, th- that he knows who killed her family, uh, that it was Richter all along and that he also killed her dad and shows him or shows her his corpse. Um, he tells her that he thinks Richter put her in the game to keep her from seeking revenge. She reluctantly agrees to help him. So she gets her dad's bulletproof vest off of him and puts it on Miles. And then we see the whole thing playing out where Miles is like, you know, you only have to shoot me once. <laughs> we see her shoot him like six times in the chest. <laughs> and then we cut back to, to present day and she smacks him in the chest with the, uh, the like the Kevlar chest. And she goes, oh, Kevlar, gotta love it. And he's like, actually, I think I broke a rib and have internal bleeding. And then we get in in one of my favorite montages in the entire movie (laughs) where we see they open it up by Miles takes a hit off of his inhaler while Nix is doing a line of cocaine. And then they both look at like, you know, they powered up (laughs) (laughs) and they go into the HQ while real wild child plays and they just fucking wreck
3: everybody.
0: The one thing I I got to. Oh, good.
3: I got to say that was a great version. Oh, yeah.
0: It was fantastic. The music in this is so good. But one thing that bugs me about this scene, and it's probably my only complaint about the movie, is up until this point, Miles couldn't shoot for shit. And then suddenly he is just wrecking fools, getting headshots left and right. And then after this scene, he still can't shoot
3: for shit. He's he's had a lot of practice throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, but it's like the fact that he goes back to being a bad shot. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Movie's got a movie. That's true. That is true. if he
1: had enough bullets, it wouldn't matter. But they really do focus on, like, that countdown on his gun. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, up until this point, like, he was just kind of flailing and shooting. And now he's, like, jumping through the air, like, shooting people in the face, (laughs) like, back
3: and forth. Hey, hey, it could have been worse. He could have been doing it from the get-go.
0: That's true. That is true. Um, the other part that I found hilarious in this scene is where Nick's keeps shooting people in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Miles is like, stop shooting him in the dick. And she's like, it's a public service. She goes, I would have shot you in the dick, but tar- the target's way too small. And he's like, just change it up. You know, headshot, then dick shot, then headshot. And she turns and shoots a guy again in the dick. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, stop it. She's like, It's just a little dick blood. come on, Miles. (laughs) She goes after. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. It also made me think of my friend Danielle, which, you know, Maurice, I know, you know, Danielle from our our many times of of going to haunted houses together. Um, But when we play uh, Seven Days to Die, (laughs) she frequently shoots zombies
1: in the dick and just yells dick shot. (laughs) Do they do the character sprites react differently when you shoot them in the dick?
0: No, they still just fall down, <laughs> but oh. it's like that's just the target she goes for, and it's it's hilarious because I'm trying to get headshots, and she's like, dick shot, dick shot, dick shot. <laughs> I was like, well, we're both shooting for a head, I guess, but I'm
1: pumped. And, you know, if you guys, you want to laugh, everybody's seen it at this point, but the College Humor uh, RoboCop shooting everybody in the dick <laughs> video, to this day, is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I watch it about every oh, two months God. just to cheer myself up. Seriously,
0: it's like it is so fucking funny. It's like what is it like scene thirty-seven or something
1: like that they call it.
2: Yeah, Uh, it's it's (laughs) It's
1: so good. People keep walking in front of them and getting Uh, shot in the dick.
0: And like at the end, there's just like half naked people like running in there, just like taking their dick out and getting shot. (laughs) Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) But so while the the massacre is happening, Richter turns the feeds back on and sends his two goons, Effie and Dane, after Miles and Nix. Miles and Nix finds a computer bank detailing the plans of uh, Schism to go global. I love this, though, because there's one lone goon at the computer and he sees Miles (laughs) and Nix grabs a spork and just runs at them screaming. And Miles just casually shoots him in the face. And he's like, what what was that going to do? (laughs) nix is like never bring a spork to a gunfight
3: (laughs) unless you want to throw them off right
0: oh man so then yeah this is where where miles kind of has a freak out he realizes how many people are watching you know screams and yells at the camera like you people are fucking sick this wouldn't exist without you and then we see the audience all just kind of laughing like ah fuck you like nobody cares and uh, then he he emails himself the plans to go global for Schism. While this is happening, we see Effie and Dane come up behind, the, or well, we see Effie first come up behind him. And Nix and Effie have this great little back and forth about how much Nix likes her guns. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she's like, well, you know, I, I should probably, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, do your thing. And then she runs as Effie starts shooting at him. So Nix goes. Uh, she ends up going to like the floor below where she gets into a hammer fight with Dane, <laughs> while Miles takes on Effie. Nix ends up getting her two fingers cut off, like her, her, her two of her fingers on her. I think it was her right hand, because um, she throws a knife at Dane. He grabs it and throws it back at her, and it slices her two fingers off. <laughs> she just screams. Friday night just got really lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe again, Nix it's it's is like the, the, the movie. Yeah. And she, he then proceeds to beat the fuck out of her with a hammer, which is, it's fucked time. up. Yeah, he's like, he goes, "Woo, stop, hammer time, and bashes her in the face. And uh, then meanwhile, Miles, uh, or, or meanwhile, Effie stands on Miles' gun hands and tells him a bulletproof vest isn't going to save you from a headshot. She points her guns down at him, Miles yanks one hand free and shoots her in the face, killing her. Dane is ready to finish off Nick's, but she gets a snoot full of cocaine or meth or whatever the fuck it was. And <laughs> she jumps up with the hammer screaming, I have the power. <laughs> we cue super freak and she proceeds to whoop the ever-loving fuck out of him. Yep. I love it reminded me of of the of Mortal Kombat 9, because she was like smacking him with the hammer, and we would see like an X-ray of his bones cracking. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. It was
1: fantastic.
3: Or, is, or like the, the Sherlock movies. Yeah. yeah. the, the Robert those are
1: all taken from a movie called The Street Fighter. And uh, there's a great movie, Story of Ricky, uses the same thing as well.
0: I've never seen Story of Ricky. I've heard about Story of Ricky so much. Get the fuck I've seen, out. I've seen clips online. I've never actually seen the entire movie.
1: Dude, if you know the clips you see, it's the tip mm-hmm. of the iceberg. I need to see this movie. It, it's the best.
0: Hey, maybe Dumpster Fire Theater. Uh I
1: think so. I Uh got to find it streaming.
0: (laughs) But I love this because she's she ends up hitting him in the balls and he just drops and she's like, oh, I think I heard it pop. Are they supposed to pop? (laughs) I (laughs) was like, oh, God. So Dane crawls over to some propane tanks and busts one of them open and then goes to to light a lighter, basically saying he was going to burn the fuck out of both of them. He goes, you don't like fire, do you? And she freaks. She kind of panics. In comes Miles. Or I'm sorry, before that, the lighter won't light. So Nyx kind of realizes she's safe and, like, raises the hammer like she's going to go kill Dane. Miles comes in. She yells, don't shoot. And he shoots Dane in the face, exploding the entire room, sending the two of them flying. Meanwhile, Richter orders a chopper for the roof and grabs Nova. And I love it because he goes, no, only, only two seats. He goes... Everyone else is dead. And everyone in the room is looking at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we then get a, this hilarious back and forth with Miles and Nick's, where she fl- she goes to flip him off, but she can't because her fingers are severed. So she picks up her severed finger and puts it on the stump.
1: My favorite part of the movie. <laughs> like was, that's what I'm going to think about. Every time I think of guns, Akimbo's or she flips him off with the severed finger.
0: It reminded me of the scene in demon night where the lady had lost her arm and the uh, um, Billy Zane's character was offering her her arm back and she holds up the stump and he goes, oh, is that a yes? And she goes, no, that's me flipping you off, asshole.
1: Again, my favorite character in Demon Knight is <laughs> yep. that lady who loses her arm and then blows herself up with a grenade. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I'm seeing a pattern here, Mike. <laughs> I've got that Obi-Wan Kenobi syndrome, I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh,
0: she then flings the finger at Miles, and he's like, oh, no, no, we got to put that on ice. And he slides it in his pocket. Um, We then find out that Miles only has one bullet left and laments that he has no idea where Richter is. And Nick says, haven't you learned anything from video games? She goes, if you see enemies. And he goes, you jump on their heads and they give you coins? She goes, no, fuck what? It means we're going the right way. (laughs) She goes, come on, let's go find some more bad guys to shoot. So we see Richter and Nova headed to the roof. They run into Stanton. Uh, Richter tells him to get back into the fight. And he's like, are you kidding me? This whole thing is over. He's like, I'm getting out of here before the cops show up. And uh, Richter starts you know, flipping out on him. And then Stanton tells him that you know, without me, you would have been nothing. Like all of this was possible because of me. And he goes, do you think anyone would have taken you seriously? You look like someone tried to paint a worn out dildo with a Sharpie marker. I fucking lost it. <laughs> because <laughs> that is the most accurate
1: description of the way richter looks yeah <laughs> i missed that line oh my god that's so fucking funny <laughs>
2: oh man
0: i was i was in tears i'm like jesus christ the the, the writer of this movie is great but stanton refuses to uh refuses him basically saying schism is completely over So Richter's like, you know, this isn't the end. We're going global. And he shoots uh, Stanton in the face and takes his hand cannon, the one that he stole from DeGraves. Meanwhile, Nova quickly scrawls roof with a Sharpie marker on the wall and an arrow showing the way they're going, trying to lead miles to them
3: that no one would have seen.
0: I know. Right. I mean, the entire place is covered in graffiti. How the fuck did he know that? (laughs) But Nix and Miles end up in the control room with uh, one of the last goons of of Richter, which is Fuckface, a guy with a gimp pony mask <laughs> and a bunch of goons.
1: Uh, so so Nicks... fucking random and hilarious. <laughs> the pony mask? Just. I get it now, but I was watching it. And I was just like, fucking bronies. <laughs> it made me mad.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Bronies are creepy. But uh, Nixon and uh, basically Nix decides this is her last stand. She tells Miles she survived this long because she didn't want to give any fucker the satisfaction of killing her. She tells Miles to kill Richter for her and then heads into the room, guns blazing. Uh, She mows goons down while getting shot up. Eventually, she pulls open her coat. We see that she's strapped with C4 and she explodes in slow motion, taking out the entire room, uh, sending Miles flying under a pile of rubble. Slowly, he gets up out of the rubble and continues after Richter. So at this point, Miles just should
3: be like dead seventeen times over. Yes, <laughs> like, this poor oh, guy. He should, has been... he should have been dead like an hour into the movie, if not less. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> but he uh, he he goes. You know, he follows up through. If he sees the the note left by uh, Nova, and he you know he makes his way all the way up there. He faces off against Richter on the roof. Richter does the obligatory villain speech. You know, the whole, I made you, you were nothing before me, blah, blah, blah.
1: Miles goes to shoot him and misses spectacularly.
2: Like, he's <laughs> like
1: six feet off. <laughs> I thought it was going to actually play back into something. And it I, didn't. You know, like like some sort of hilarious Rube Goldberg. Like, he hits a telephone pole and the telephone pole falls over. And, you know, like, no, it he just nope. sucks. He
0: just yep, went. Went back to not being able to shoot for shit. What were you going to say, Maurice? No, I was just agreeing with all that. <laughs> yeah. But so it was funny because Richter looks and he's like, okay. And then he takes out the hand cannon and <laughs> shoots Miles on the shoulder, sending him flying. Uh, meanwhile, the, the entire crowd is like watching and freaking out, you know, over what's happening on the schism feed. Slowly, Miles goes to get to his feet while Never Surrender keys up and the crowd goes wild. richter then shoots miles three more times and he just keeps coming he gets hit in the gut in the shoulder and in the throat (laughs) and he just keeps coming eventually nova smacks richter and gets away from him allowing miles to get in close and pistol whip the shit out of him (laughs) nova watches in horror as miles flips richter over the edge of the building Richter grabs the edge, telling Miles that his death will mean nothing. Schism is global now, and I love it. He goes, we're the Starbucks of murder, the McDonald's of massacre, the, uh,
3: the, the Burger King of badness. Yeah, that was that last. I mean, the first two, I was like, OK, that last one was just OK. Just <laughs> I was crack it up.
1: We're the Arby's of anarchy. <laughs> the, the Popeye's of I got people killing. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. How, as action movie fans, how do you feel about the big bad getting his comeuppance by falling off a building? I love it. I love that trope. Really? I've always felt like it's kind of a cop-out.
3: I... I it's... Oh, go ahead, Maurice. I feel like it's the guaranteed death. Yeah. Okay.
0: I don't know why... It like I get giddy every time I see it. Like it's, I know it's a trope, but it makes me giggle every time. It's just that like, of course the big bad gets thrown off of a building. Like of course, and it also takes me back to you know as a little kid playing with my GI Joes. Like that was always the the end death. Like throw them off of a ledge. <laughs>
1: and probably being being thrown off, but then like you see the effect of like they land on spikes, they hit stuff on the way down. Then it's like okay they're dead. They didn't mm-hmm. land in water,
0: yeah, you know like, what I mean. You don't
1: have the Skeletor, right? Or Ninja Turtles
0: three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So I love this though because while while Richter is like clinging to the side, Miles pulls out Nick's severed middle finger and says, "Nick says fuck you," and then shoves it into Richter's mouth and <laughs> bashes his hands, call, causing him to fall. And I love the splat because they follow him all the way down. He just it's like. You know, never surrender still playing and then he's just like "Splat," and the
1: music stops <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to start poking parts of his face with the severed finger until he freaked out and let go <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would have been funnier
1: Like, can you yeah. imagine being you're hanging on a ledge which sucks enough but then you've got a severed finger like going in your nose in your <laughs> mouth in your eyes and you're going to be like ah, stop it and then you're going to let go <laughs> then you're going to die that would be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Well, I kind of wish that had that happened <laughs> Like, can you imagine that instead of like smashing your fingers, somebody just starts poking your face (laughs) like I would pick my nose and then like start getting it close to your eyeballs until you freak out and then fall. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, no, that would have been good.
0: That that needs to happen. So any listeners making a movie, (laughs) you need to do that. Yep. But so Miles wins and the crowd goes wild. We then see Nova embrace Miles and the two kiss. We pan out to see Miles laying on the rooftop, bleeding out while the narrator says it's called hemorrhagic shock. It was my body shutting down from, you know, yeah, massive, just massive blood loss. He goes, sorry for the fake out. I mean, I did kill Richter. That part was real. I just didn't get the girl. You see, in real life, watching your ex pistol whip some guy's teeth out gives you PTSD. Not a raging lady boner. (laughs) (laughs) We see Nova like freaking out, looking at Miles as she tries to run away. The narrator goes on to tell us how some people stopped watching Schism that night, but many more took their place. We cut to Miles sometime later. He's opening a package from Nova. It's her comic book, and it's called Guns Akimbo. It's all about Miles and, you know, what he did to save her. Miles goes on to say, Schism didn't go away. They spread, just like Richter said. And that means I still have a job to do. We see him sitting in the car, and he holds holds up two guns— and then puts him away and, and grips the wheel with, we see, uh, Nix's skull ring on his finger. Which means he went down to Richter and pulled that skull ring out of his mouth.
1: Because yeah. he sho- he shoved it in Richter's mouth. Well, he made sure he was dead, too. That's true. But,
0: so, the the uh, we queue up when the shit goes down and Miles starts driving off. And it's like... He goes, uh, he said, I still have a job to do. And he goes, because as a great man once told me, and then it says, when the shit goes down, you better be ready as he passes by (laughs) 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 Glenjamin, Credits the end. (laughs) One thing I do want to comment on that happened uh, during the movie there that we didn't I didn't really mention is during the, the watching of Miles's fight, we keep seeing glenderman watching something in the alleyway and he's like oh yeah right on you and he's like making all those comments (laughs) he goes oh tough break and it pans over and he's watching nothing it's a broken television Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is even funnier. he's just high as
3: fuck so final thoughts what do you guys think of this i'm glad i watched it because i kept on putting it off and i definitely will watch it again. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Um, Did we change your mind, Mike? <laughs> the comedy works perfectly. Yeah. The nerd stuff works perfectly. The action doesn't work for me. Um, That's fair. I'm thinking about now, I think I would love a movie where random people have guns strapped to their hands and they have to fight. that are random schlubs, not like I've got bullets for teeth and a Gatling <laughs> gun and I'm a crazy killing machine. I want, like, Bob and Accounting. And your Karen neighbor next door, you know, something uh, sort of like uh, Battle Royale, Battle Royale. Well, that's Those... kind, of, kind of like the Belco experiment. Yeah, Belco experiment, I think, did it. Battle Royale kind of copped out at the end mm. and some of the kids lived and found a way off the island. I want it just to be like dark as fuck. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, I, f- I feel like that, that, no, that fits for, Bel- for Belko Experiment, though, because just because, like, it is just a bunch of random paper pushers being now forced into a life-or-death situation, and, like, we see the one dude just fucking loving it, like, going nuts and getting, like, the fucking meat cleavers and shit, uh, the guy from Scrubs.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: like, I-, I love that movie. I thought that was a fucking awesome movie. Belko I Belko
1: think... is highly underrated, and there's the one with... Um... Glenn from The Walking Dead.
0: Also with Samara Weaving. Yeah, Mayhem. That was the other one. Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, uh, almost as good. I see. I I like them both a lot for different reasons. Like Belko Experiment, I love for being a dark horror movie. Mayhem, I like kind of for the same reasons I like this. Because it's just so fucking wacky. Because with, with Mayhem, they kind of pull the crazies. Where they're like, everyone is infected with that virus. And it makes you act out like it makes you go nuts so like as the movie progresses like things get weirder and weirder and weirder with all the people in the building and i just thought that was a lot of fun so i would i would still love to do uh mayhem on here but you get to it
2: oh yeah no but, o-
0: overall i fucking love this movie i would recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it um i i've often said on this show i'm a big fan of comedy mixed with whatever like comedy horror is my favorite genre. I love comedy action, which is probably why like Thor Ragnarok and, and Thor love and thunder are my two favorite Marvel movies. Um, I, I like the humor pumped in with that kind of stuff. It's funny. Cause I don't really often watch just straight comedy. <laughs> I like my, my comedies with some fucked up shit in it, I guess.
1: <laughs> but every I mean, comedy has heart. If there's like a sad message at the end. Yeah. Fuck your movie. Yep. I don't like it anymore.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. I, I don't know. Like there, there aren't a lot of straight comedies that that get me like really excited to watch, but horror comedy, action comedy. I'm, I'm
1: there. Fuck it. I love it. Or Zucker brothers.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, there are, there are still certain ones. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it's like, just like your average, like summer comedy. I, I don't really yeah, like, get I don't want to watch the hangover. Them. I don't care. I mean, I've seen them, but I that like, but it's, it's eh. It's one of those things. It's like, I've seen them and then I've seen them. That's it. You know,
1: they're, like, not, they're no space balls.
0: Right <laughs> now. 80s comedies. That was different. I'll still go back and revisit those. I'll, I'll, I'll watch me some, uh, some, you know, um, summer school and, you know, movies like that. Not Absolutely. so much revenge of the nerds. Cause that's hard to watch
1: now. Get a little rapey.
0: It, it, yeah. It, like, it, like, you know, me and Josh have discussed on uh, raised by rentals multiple times Watching that with adult eyes, it's like, oh, oh no! <laughs> like as a kid, you're like, ah, it's funny. Look at the nerds go. And as an adult, you're like, oh god, they're they're yeah. the villains. <laughs> but let's let's get into the trivia before we close things out here. So, I personally find this one right off the bat to be IMDb bullshittery. Uh, I always call this out when I see it because I just don't believe this ever happens. But according to this, Samara Weaving occasionally stayed in full Nick's costume after long days of shooting on set. She revealed that she was frequently refused service at diners and and the like because it made people so uncomfortable. Bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Every fucking movie out there, when you're done for the day, they're taking your fucking wardrobe. They're taking your fucking prosthetics, all this stuff, because they got to keep it for the next day of shooting. Like this was on uh, on Terminator. They were saying, "Oh, how Arnie went to a diner with full, you know, uh, prosthetics on." It's like, no, no, he didn't. That didn't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't buy it. Or like, you know, Kane Hodder walked home in the Jason costume. Like, no, I don't buy it. I'm sorry, I don't think that's true. No, I, I agree. Because <laughs> it's like I was only on a trauma movie. Now th- that I-, I guarantee you, trauma pretty fucking lax in comparison to the rest of Hollywood. And they weren't letting you take shit home. No. So <laughs> like no. You you were you were taking it off before you left.
1: You can have um, some stale bagels.
0: Exactly. You use the unclean porta potty and, and your craft services table is an old bagel.
1: Yep. But um Brought to you by Wegman's dumpster. It's trauma. <laughs>
0: Um, this one I thought was kind of funny because it's it's hard to see in the movie, but Nick's named her pistol Kindness. It is spray painted on the side of it, um, it's or on the slide. It's uh, literally she's killing people with kindness. I was like, ah, that's funny. I like that. That's cute. <laughs> it's that's interesting. Now this, I fucking loved because as soon as I heard the title Guns Akimbo. It made me think of one of my all-time favorite video games, which is a game called Blood from the mid '90s. uh, It was, I want to say, Monolith Productions. It was basically your your standard like Duke Nukem type clone, where it's like a a sprite based first person shooter, um, but it was all horror themed. So like you were killing zombies, and all of a sudden like the zombies would moan brains, and like there was all sorts of horror movie references throughout the entire thing. And there was a power-up that when you got it, it would say Guns Akimbo. And suddenly you had two of whatever weapon you were holding and infinite ammo. So you could just, like, for a couple seconds, you could just mow down fools. So when I saw the title for this, I was like, ah, that's funny. That reminds me of blood. Well, it turns out uh, the director <laughs> ma- named it this because of that fucking
1: game. Oh, that's awesome.
0: I was like, okay, that's fun. That is fun. This, this movie is for you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then this this is just it's dumb, but I think kind of funny. Is Samara Weaving has a tattoo of the Deathly Hollow symbol from the Harry Potter movies, and you know, <laughs> <Dan Jordan. laughs> I was like, that's fun. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's not really a whole ton of trivia. A lot of the stuff that's in there is just like what types of guns were used, what types of cars were driven. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so overall, great flick. Um, definitely check it out if if you like over-the-top, wacky action movies. But uh, we, we are going to try to wrap this one up here because we're, we're on a tight timetable today. Um, but for uh, anyone listening, our social media is uh, The Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. Maurice handles our Twitter. And what is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's The... Uh thank you very much uh we do have a patreon it's three dollars a month for all of the unedited episodes as well as one exclusive episode per month uh the higher tiers will get you stuff in the mail and allow you to get stuff like pick an episode birthday episodes all that kind of stuff um we are part of the rad pantheon network so if you like this show Definitely go on over to radpantheon.com or radpantheon on all the socials uh, to find other podcasts and awesome artists and musicians. If you like this, chances are you're going to like that stuff as well. So definitely check that out. And I'd like to toss it over to Mike to give some plugs. Go ahead,
1: sir. Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Match. That's creepy with a K. If you love humor and laughing and yucks and all that stuff, you'll love Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Match. Come check it out.
0: And the most recent episode, we did a 80s deathmatch fighting game. So if you like this episode, definitely go back and check that out, because it's kind of in the same
1: wheelhouse. Absolutely. And as I expected, people are loving it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you, Mike, for joining us in the
0: month of May, as it were. And I look forward to talking to you again next week, which our next episode for anyone listening that wants to watch the film before we cover it will be episode 152 Hobo with a Shotgun. We finally are getting Hobo with mm-hmm. a Shotgun on this show, and I can't fucking wait.
1: <laughs> so excited.
0: But alright guys, we're gonna wrap this up here. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. See ya.